Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is August 1st. Richie, we're just about to hit one year on our one-year anniversary coming up in a couple of days. Stay tuned for a possible pop-up episode and celebrate one year with your Double Fries No Slaw gang. But uh, let's go first things first. Myself, CJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, back with you guys for another week. Haven't missed a week. We made it a whole year and didn't miss a week. Richie, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing much better than last week, TJ. Um, uh, you know, my <laughs> bank my bank account's a little worse off. We had to replace our entire AC unit, but I'm nice and cool and comfortable in my house. I'm not sweating, uh, dreading doing this. I'm excited to, you know, just talk Florida State with you, man. Uh, I had to replace my AC a couple of months ago. You replaced yours, so Harlan, just get ready, man. Something's coming. I know you guys are <laughs> buying a house, but just you're you're next, bro. <laughs> like it's not a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, but at least we're both cool now. At least our ACs yeah. both work really, really well. Uh, how was your weekend, man? Would you do anything fun or what you got going on? Yeah, it's you know just a nice relaxing weekend. We're still just doing a lot of time working on the house. So it uh, didn't get out of the house really all weekend outside of a, a trip to Publix. Um, but nice relaxing weekend, kind of like I wanted. Uh, got a very busy upcoming month to include you know, Tallahassee, going to St. Augustine to see my sister next weekend. Uh, seems like every week and I have a fantasy football draft that we're hosting it in Orlando where all the guys come from pretty much all over the Southeast, uh, just hang out for the weekend together. So uh, this was probably my last relaxing weekend for a while. Um, so I'm enjoying it. How about you, man? We went to Orlando. We were in your neck of the woods for the weekend. Actually, we were really close to you. We were right near SeaWorld um, at a resort over there. My dad took us all. Uh, all the kids. So my sister, my two stepsisters, all the all the grandkids, obviously my family, um, over for the weekend. And we hung out a couple of days by the pool. Um, we surprised my daughter this afternoon on the way home. We checked real quick to see if there were any uh, reservations for Chef's Mickey's or Chef Mickey's. And so we went by there and spent way too much money on yeah, breakfast. Yeah, but, character uh, breakfast. Woof. Oh, they're brutal. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> the kids eat free, but. Uh, you know, still, it, it was a lot just for my wife and I, but they had a blast and, and she yeah, had no clue it was coming. It was a surprise. So it was awesome. Yeah. You know, the CJ, my wife was in entertainment at Disney. She did Cinderella for a while, then went into the resort management side. And those waiters at, you know, at Chef Mickey's or any of these, you know, character breakfasts, they're clearing 100K a year, the vast majority of them. So oh. it is, I'm sure they appreciate you spending your money there. And it, to be fair, they work extremely hard and have, you know, the highest of standards of, of any waiter, really. So it's well-deserved. Yeah, the the lady that we had, I mean, you know, I'm biased, but I have the cutest kids of all time. <laughs> um, the lady that we have was just like, she's a little bit older. She was just so sweet to our kids. Um, every time she walked by Bryant, which is my son, she was just like, man, I know you guys are here to see these characters, but he's the absolute star of the show. Like, she was so <laughs> sweet. She's like, I just want to take him home with us. And so, anyway... My wife said, when I retire, let's just move to Orlando so that I can just like watch the excitement on kids' faces as these characters come around. Like every time Mickey walked by, it wasn't like, oh, that's Mickey again. It was like, oh, Mickey, you know, and like my kids are standing up waving. And so, yeah, like it's worth every every dime. And then there's a lot of them that, that went into paying for that, but it's it's worth it. So, 
Um, but yeah, a good weekend for sure. Like you said, we, we've got a bunch of busy weekends coming up before football season, the football season gets here and things kind of get crazy. So double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee street and 2550 North Monroe. Um, we picked a winner a couple of weeks ago for a, um, Guthrie's try and get this thing right. Guthrie's Yeti cooler. Yeah. We've got more giveaways coming up with them. I'm expecting something in the mail from them this week and we can kind of, uh, go into a few more giveaways. So check them out. Obviously, if you're in Tallahassee, get your box. Um, double fries, no slaw. We told you guys last week about the Seminole experience. We'll shout them out real quick, and then we'll get on with the show. But if you are looking for a way to support FSU and you've already become a booster, you've already uh, given of your money there, check out Seminole experience. Um they do a great job. They have different events coming up, whether that be tailgates like ours are turning, like the, the ones that we're going to have um, for the Notre Dame game, partnered up with the tailgate guys. They can accommodate anything from groups to 10 to 1,000. Um, they take care of everything for you. They've got stadium tours that you can go in and book. We're going to do that when we're up in Tallahassee, and I'm excited for it, working on all the details for it now. It's a 90-minute walking tour through the historical sites such as Dick Hauser, Joanne Graff Field, the Dunlap Indoor Practice Facility, of course, Doe Campbell as well. State, uh, Seminole Boosters do get a 50% discount on that ticket, but go to SeminoleExperience.com, check them out. Obviously, if you haven't signed up to be a booster, do that first, and then you can kind of get a little bit more in-depth with SeminoleExperience.com. Richie, we've got a bunch of news. I'll get done with the ads and plug in our weekends and everything else like that, but we will start at the very top with a little bit of basketball talk. We're going to some FSU recruiting that we chatted about with uh, Zach Blostein here a little bit. Blostein, he actually corrected me on that last week. Blostein that we had last week, but we had uh, some big basketball news. You're the basketball guy here. I mean, we all like it, but I'll let you kind of announce this. Yeah, so a, a very productive draft for Florida State, not just at the top, um, but obviously the, the star of the night was Scotty Barnes. Uh, most people had him mocked going fifth to Orlando, which, you know, I'm a huge Magic fan, and I'm kind of happy it didn't happen. I don't think this is a great organization right now for him. I think it could have really hindered his uh, career early on, but I think Toronto's a phenomenal fit. Um, a lot of people were shocked. They thought Jalen Suggs was uh, definitely going to be their guy, um, which as a Magic fan, I'm happy that he fell to us because he was one of the best players in all of college last year over at Gonzaga. But, yeah, Scotty Barnes, fourth overall um, it, you know, he played a little bit of six man this year. So it's crazy to think that two years in a row, coach Hamilton has had his six man uh, go number four in the NBA draft last year, Patrick Williams, obviously to Chicago. And then he also had another lottery pick last year, Devin Massell to the Spurs. So three lottery picks in the past two years. I mean, that's just wild. Uh, Raekwon Gray and Basel Koprovica also got drafted. Um, Raekwon, I felt pretty good about, I wasn't sure about Balsa cause there was a lot of chatter. He would you know, be perfectly happy going overseas and playing professionally in Europe. Um, but he'll get a shot with the Pistons, uh, just overall, a, a, a great job and Raekwon great to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so he's joining a super team out there. Uh, I think great landing spots for all of them and just exciting. I'm not going to lie and say I stayed up for the second round, but I was really happy. I woke up the next morning and saw both Balsa and, uh, Raekwon both got drafted and hopefully MJ gets a shot somewhere. You know, we see undrafted free agents typically get a chance. So hopefully MJ Walker gets his chance as well, but a great night for Florida state basketball. And it's only going to help Hamilton and his already outstanding recruiting. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. And like I said, um, 
I mean, the we we have. I mean, I don't know that we've even done enough justice, but we have raved and raved and raved and raved about how great the program is that Coach Hamilton has put together. And then, like I said, from from the recruiting to the results on the court, uh, the domination over rivals, the deep runs into the ACC and the NCAA tournament, and then the the draft lottery picks that that he's able to be able to put into the year year after year. I mean, you you know, even going back. I mean, this is going on for a while. You know, talking yeah, about go back to John Isaac. You know, I it's mean, yeah, 2017. Isaac and Bacon and Matt. Yeah, like it's Easily. just yeah, it's just <laughs> unreal what uh, what Hamilton's doing. And so, um, I know it's football season in just 35 days, but I'm excited for basketball season to roll back yeah. around too because that program <laughs> is fantastic and yeah. and one of the best run on on campus. Real quick before we move on from that, um, definitely want to give all three of those guys as well as MJ, even though he didn't get drafted, give them their shine. But one of the coolest things I saw. Um, I followed Drake on Instagram and, uh, the morning after the draft, I'm just going through my stories and he has a picture of Scotty Barnes and he tags him. He said, Hey, let's get to work. So really cool. When one of the most famous rappers in the entire world is shouting you out, um, on your 20th birthday. Cause he turned 20 the day after the draft. Um, yeah, no, it's like, we talked to, uh, we talked to Matt Nelson right before he got drafted. We released the, the episode right after. No, no, no. Well, I can't remember. No, we released it right, right before he got drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Asked him what it was going to feel like and stuff. And like I said, I don't even know how you put that into words, but if you're Scotty, I mean, you knew you were going to get drafted this year. Yeah. Um, minus anything kind of crazy happening, but you know, I don't know if you're sitting there thinking like, I wonder if Drake tweets me tonight. <laughs> like, um, obviously a, a neat moment for him for sure. Hey, on Tuesday or on, was it Monday? Maybe Monday we dropped a recruiting only episode uh, with Zach Blostein of Knowles 247, we spoke about a ton of the high-profile commits that were on campus and committed to FSU last week for the, uh, what was it called, Seminole Madness? Or what was the uh, Seminole Showcase? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm mixing March Madness and everything else. Seminole Showcase, um, three-star defense tackle Daniel Lyons committed, three-star offensive tackle Dr. Richardson committed. We talked to Zach about both of those players. We also chatted about Marvin Jones Jr., who was still in the midst of a um a visit that wrapped up on Wednesday and Nose 247 has all the details on that. Zach previewed that and said that they would have the info on it um once it was all kind of done. Um we talked about four-star offensive tackle Elijah Pritchett, what Florida State needed to do there, um, going up against Alabama and Georgia, obviously a couple of massive, massive uh um teams to go up against for for anybody. Yeah. But uh you know, go check out Nose Two Four Seven for a full recap. Go check out our podcast that dropped on Monday. Whether you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you're watching it on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitter now. Periscope doesn't really exist anymore. But wherever you're watching it, go back a few days and find Monday's episode with Zach. Really good stuff there. Um, and then a little bit more recruiting news: Sam McCall, five star committed to um, five star committed to FSU. Took a visit to UF over the weekend. Um, a lot of chatter that he may or may not uh, flip, that the flip watch might be on. He released a I'm not flipping graphic. <laughs> I think the exact words were nah, for now I'm I'm sticking with FSU. Or not for now. I think it says just nah, I'm going to stick with FSU. Um, so cool to see him committed. I've never seen a uh, you know a reinforcement graphic, but I mean these kids like putting stuff out at, at any point that they can. And so it was. It was neat to see him say, "Like, now nah, this is this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm shutting it down." And um, so glad that he's still in the fold. So on Sam McCall, Richie, um, I know this is tough 
to predict this early. But like we would say Travis Hunter is like in. Like an 0 and 12 season is not did, making Did you Travis see Hunter. did you see his tweet today, Travis Hunter? What do you say? No, so, I didn't. I've been uh, driving back. So, I've been at carriage of breakfast, bro. Like I, I, just, I don't know who it was. I'm assuming a rival fan tweeted something like, um, $100, Travis Hunter won't sign with Florida State. Oh, I'll take that bet. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people started quoting it. So I guess Travis Hunter saw it, and he says, yeah, I'll take that bet. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. Travis Hunter, I think, is the definition of locked in. Like He's on Derwin James' level, who got a Florida State tattoo as a high school freshman. You know, yeah, I, uh, 0-12, <laughs> I mean, he might want to think about things but i i don't see it he's locked in i was worried about him about you know december or so but these past few months he's made it clear he is going to be at florida state um sam mccall different story you know we're the second school he's been committed to so i love that he did come out and say hey i'm I'm still off florida state but at the same time you never know with a guy like that how the season goes could play a role in him choosing to elsewhere but i i'd feel you know about a six and a half seven that he will sign with florida state 60 70 percent so what he re- who he reminds me of is akeem dent where they predicted yeah. akeem dent in time and i don't follow recruiting close enough so i hope somebody is watching or listening to this that can uh correct me but um he's nothing like that kid you know whatever um reminds me of akeem dent where the entire process it is he's not commit he's he's gonna decommit he's going somewhere else he's going yeah. forward he's going to miami blah 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 and then at the very end of it, it was, oh, he's not going to sign, you know, and he yeah. signed, you know, he's not. Anyway, he ended up enrolling and and was at FSU. Well, so, a, a lot of parallels there, too, as well, because Akeem Dent, remember, he was originally committed to Miami, one of our rivals, yep. backed off that, committed to Florida State. Everyone said, uh, he may not sign. Um, and like you mentioned, another one, Asante Samuel Jr. is a guy that everyone thought was going to Miami, committed to Florida State. Um, he said he wasn't going to sign early. And then on the last day of early signing period, he signs, uh, you know, for Florida state. So it, it's very similar to those two, uh, I, I, something about these defensive backs, uh, you know, South Florida defensive backs. I know he's in Georgia now, but he's originally from South Florida. So that that's what you get with them. If you follow this for long enough. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, the better our season goes, the better our record is, the better, um, all of those things kind of go down, the better chance we have. Um, we'll get into a record prediction episode soon, five weeks till kickoff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it'd be pretty special for FSU to land two five-stars. It probably means some things went went uh, went down well in the field. But uh, as of now, um, McCall staying committed to, uh, to FSU. Hey, we did a draft last week. Um, or we released a draft last week and put out a couple of graphics on – Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook of our um, teams. And uh, there was some backlash over that. Um, some pretty funny backlash. There was some um, deserved backlash, I would say. Some things <laughs> that uh, we laughed at when they happened. <laughs> we laughed at when they happened on the show. Um, I think my favorite kind of backlash was when people – uh, would say you could tell these guys were born, you know, nobody from before the nineties. And, you know, I, I'll correct that and say there were like two or three guys could pick, you know, uh, Bolitnikov and Sanders and um, a few different guys, you know, yeah. um, Simmons. And yeah, there were some guys. Picked before the 90s. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I mean, everybody doing the draft was born in the early nineties or just before that, you know, maybe a couple yeah. of years before no one here. I, I think, I think, 
you know, of the people picking, I think Brian and I mean, do you remember the 93 championship? Like I, I was three years old. Like I don't remember. No, I, I, I was born in 88 and uh, you know, it's funny. I, I purposely tried to pick guys that I personally remember watching. Um, like I, I think I took Belitrikov, but he was a Super Bowl MVP. Belitnikov. Okay. R in his name. I'm going to call him. But again, <laughs> he was obviously before our time, but he's also a Super Bowl MVP. Clearly, you can't go wrong when you have a chance to draft someone like that. Um, but yeah, there were some other guys I considered, like from the 80s and, and even before then. But I tried to stick mainly with the guys that I remember watching playing, uh, um, you know, during my fanhood as Florida State that goes all the way back. You know, like you, TJ, I don't remember much of that 93 team other than. I know a lot now, but in real time, I didn't know anything. It wasn't until about 95, 96, I really got into Florida State football. Um, yeah, like I started remembering around like 97, 98, 99. I mean, I I, I, vivid, I definitely remember the, the championship against Virginia Tech. I remember yeah. that. See, I remember beating Florida that year. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I know when I was yeah. three I, I remember old, crying I the remember. year before uh, after we lost to Tennessee – and my dad just looked at me. He's like, don't worry. They'll get back next year and maybe they'll win it. <laughs> and I, little did I know that was that happened. And then they'd get back the following year. Like, yeah. well, how Felt spoiled like, were we? <laughs> oh, so much. I mean, I've talked about this on different shows and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, the the Knowles went to three straight there. Um, in 2000, the Lakers won three straight. They yeah. finished their streak. And the, the Bucks win a Super Bowl in 2002-2003 season. And the Lightning went in 2004. And I was just like, and the Lakers went back in 2004, right? Like they lost to the Pistons, but I was just like, my teams compete for titles every year. And then it wasn't again until like 2009, the Lakers finally won again. But uh, yeah, it was, that was like the best little, as a, as a 10 year old, man, that really set me up for failure. Um, that little three or four year run that my teams went on. Um, yeah. Cause it felt like we were never losing again. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved the engagement we saw on social media from our, our draft teams, even when it was negative comments, positive, like it was funny watching people debate. Um, I, I personally, I think I said Trey had the best offense. I thought I had the best defense just because my defensive front was so stout. Um, but that's the great thing about Florida state. You can look at all these teams and say, even the bad ones are pretty good. And there's not a lot of colleges that have been around for as little time as Florida state has in comparison, in comparison to, you know, the Florida's, Ohio State's, USC's, Michigan's, Texas that have been playing football forever. For Florida State to have that much star power, it was a lot of fun. And if you haven't heard it, I definitely suggest going back and listening because it, it was a lot of fun. You know, we had Trey Rowland in there. He's always a great time um, on the podcast. So a lot of fun with that, man. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic time. A lot of good jokes in there. Trey was <laughs> hilarious. Um Man, there was really, really funny stuff in in those two episodes. They're quick. I believe the the offensive one is like forty five minutes, and then the defensive one, and where we all vote on each other's teams, and we kind of give you who who we think won um, is is maybe another 35, 40 minutes. So they're they're both pretty quick. If you listen to them sped up, you can get through them, and they're they're pretty funny. Um, it was also kind of like off the cuff. Like I I listed all the kind of players and stuff like that. I mean, there were people that I left off list that you know, these guys were upset about, but it all kind of just like happened within like two hours. And uh, we had just, we, we just got off a podcast when, before we started recording yeah. it. And so it's not like we were doing a lot of planning. You're kind of like on, you're on yeah. the clock and you're trying to make it move along pretty quickly and not like take five minutes. You know, that's, that's what's funny is you get this reaction from, you know, um, uh, keep this uh, chief seven, five, three, six, two with obviously the old logo is his Abby. Um, telling you that you must have been born in the 90s and 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 this that and the other 
and it's easy to, you know, be off the draft later and, and have those complaints. But when you're in the middle of the draft and you're just like, man, I don't want to hold these guys up and look at every single name on here. Uh, I need a D end. Oh, okay. This guy, yeah. you know, Burns, you know. Yeah, and like you said, we, we essentially did three full podcasts in one night. I don't know about you, TJ, but my wife was not happy that night. She kept texting me and saying like, are you almost done? Are you almost done? Cause we like fed the kids dinner that night. And then we hadn't cleaned up the kitchen yet. Cause it was just time to start recording. And so like I had to clean up the kitchen by myself at like 10 30 at night. Like um, she, we were going to start a, a movie that night and you know, none of it happened. But uh, um, the funniest was, you know, the, okay. So the, we got a lot of uh, backlash there. Uh, the best to me was the guy that said, what the heck's wrong with Ed's draft? Did he start watching football in 2010? I was like, yes, he did. And that's like when, like Ed didn't grow. Like Ed is kind of the unique from all of us. Like he didn't grow up watching FSU football like all of us did when he started. When he enrolled at Florida State, he start. He became an FSU fan. Now he's been an avid fan since then. I yeah. I doubt he's missed. I've, I've probably missed more games between 2010 and now than he has. At least watching them. Um, I definitely know he's attended more games than me between then because he went to all of them in school. But uh, yeah, Ed did just become a fan. <laughs> so the guy was like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, Brian put out a couple of extra ones, the kind of the old man draft of, of the leftovers that we had done. <laughs> and uh, people were happy with those. Harlan got a lot of Instagram votes. He shared, he was the only one I think that shared a story and said, like, hey, go vote for me. And all of his buddies actually took him seriously. So we had about a million Instagram votes for. Well, not really. We don't have that many followers, but uh, we had about a billion Instagram votes for Harlan. My phone was buzzing. I finally had to turn notifications off for Instagram because his buddies were were blowing up the post. So I guess he wins the fan vote for whatever that was for, offense, defense. I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, I don't know who won that draft, but if you go listen to the episode, it's a lot of fun. Um, I just want to say my favorite, my favorite thing that happened was the guy that I asked to um, – you know, like, oh, hey, where'd I go wrong? Well, uh, <laughs> and he said that my QBs were bad, and I had Charlie Ward. And I was, oh, okay, so QB is where I went wrong. And then TJ <laughs> had the grand idea of telling him that. Uh, well, I said Charlie Ward. Yeah, I said, you got a problem with him having the greatest QB in FSU history, which, I mean, I think Davis is, but whatever. Like, yeah. right, like six one half doesn't have it. And he was like, well, it's not Ward. It's just that he's got Xavier Lee on his roster. Yeah, and TJ's like, oh, he just has him for trick plays. I was like, no. Oh. So, so you have Charlie Could you to run the offense yeah. on Saturdays, and then you have Xavier Lee to go to Potbelly's with on Thursday night. You got the best yeah. of both worlds there. Could you imagine the trick plays between Lee and Ward, though? Like, that would, like, you could run some pretty nasty triple option yeah. stuff with there. Like, Lee, Lee had a cannon. Like, uh, it's a shame it never worked out. Um, yeah, I remember. It, yeah, it worked out in it worked out in NCAA 07, bro. Like it yeah. worked for me. <laughs> well, no, I, I just remember it was a terrible game for Florida State fans. But my freshman year, we played Clemson, and that's the year that the defense fell asleep and they uh James Davis runs like 40 yards to the one yard line and they scored like 10 seconds left. Um, and Drew Weatherford was our starting quarterback, but then uh, like we get the ball back on the kickoff, you see Xavier Lee just warming up because he's the only one who can potentially throw a football far enough that could have got to the end zone when they were going to try for that Hail Mary. But man, that, I always, he will be the biggest what if for me in Florida state history. Cause didn't he coming, beat Stephen in Alabama? He beat Alabama. Yeah. Him and Dakota yeah. fag had that, uh, that huge, uh, you know, it was just a simple out route, but you know, Lee found Fag and he found the sideline and got all the way up there for the touchdown. I, mean, I was at that game too. That was a blast. That's when I thought, oh, we're back. Eh, took a few more years, but we did get back eventually. 
Um, was Lindsay at that game? Did you were you guys no, together yet? No, no, I, I had no idea who she was at that time. <laughs> that was 2007. I, I met her in 2017. So, oh, I had wow. 10, 10 years of debauchery uh, in between. Uh, much different, much different, Richie. <laughs> um, but yeah, those were a ton of fun. If, if you haven't, I mean, Trey makes the Trey makes the drafts. So, um, we all had a good time. I, I tried to keep the the wheels on the track, but the, these guys and, and mostly Trey were, were just fantastic with the, uh, with the entire draft. So it was a ton yeah. of fun. Um, all right. We're going to stir up some more controversy because we just can't stop um, with that side of things. Um, I'll try to bore you guys, but I'm going to go through a lot of, a lot of stuff right now. We are going to Richie, how do I pronounce this? I like what Lindsay's idea was the other day. We're going to go with yours. But if, if you guys are uh, familiar with any kind of award show, they have to have a stupid name like Emmy, <laughs> you know, Tony. I mean, Tony's not so bad. SBEs, yeah, Grammys, the Dundies. This is Dundies. basically the double fries and also Dundies um, that, that we're about to kind of have going on. But we have, and I'll, I'll let Richie announce the name here in just a minute, but we have some, some awards because it's our one-year anniversary. We're going to have a show that pops up in a few days, probably on Tuesday because that's the official one-year anniversary. But, and we're going to, on that show, we're going to recall some of our favorite moments from the show favorite moments from last year and we are going to give out some awards on that episode so we're going to go through in just a moment and kind of give you some nominees talk about them we're going to have a fan vote on twitter um that'll count for part of the voting all the guys on the staff will get to vote as well but anyway that's our idea that's what's coming up hopefully we don't offend people for not including every single fsu athlete and sport out there we obviously had a limited amount of things that we could do, but we have some different nominees. You're all winners in our hearts, but Richie, tell the people about the name, what we're doing here. Yeah, so obviously Double Fries, No Slaw, DFNS. So the wife had an idea. Why not just call it the Duffins? You know, So that's what we're going for here. It is you know the best of the best from the last calendar year of sports for Florida State. So anyone you know, from fall of 2020 to the end of summer in 2021. So the, the entire sports calendar year, just want to recognize all the great athletes and coaches that we have on this campus. Uh, we thought it'd be really fun. And, uh, you know, I, I think we had a really good time putting our nominations together, although it was very nerve wracking because I know we're definitely going to leave out some players, some coaches, some moments. Um, that's going to be a drastic oversight, but give us a little leeway. It's our first one. Um, we just had the idea last week. So we know heading into next year, I'm going to be taking notes all season long for all sports. <laughs> uh, so I don't have to do the intensive research that we all had to do to try and get th this list together. But I I'm excited uh, to see what the fans vote, uh, to see uh, our omissions, because we're like we said, we're going to have some obvious glaring omissions. And I want to hear those and be like, oh, my goodness, how did we forget about that? But it'll be a lot of fun. And we will, again, just recognize what a great athletics department we have. You know, Florida State's not just a football school. They really are an everything school. And putting these lists together really helped solidify that, in my mind, at least. Yeah, so we have 10 different categories. Again, This, if you're not listening to this on two times speed, or at least a speed and a half, you may want to speed this up just a bit because <laughs> it's going to be a lot of lists. We're going to talk about a couple of them as we go. But uh, we'll run through them. Richie. If there's anybody or any nominee that you want to talk about, um, feel free to. But I'm obviously going to try and talk a little bit about um, each one of them 
quickly again. So we've got team of the year first up. Some of these are um, FSU sport related. Some of these are um, podcast related. Most of them are FSU sport related. So anyway, we'll go through them. Team of the year, we have both softball and soccer. We're making it to the national championship game. We've got men's golf, which made it to the um, national finals. And then, or the uh, the NCAA's, right? So it wasn't yeah. like the final round or anything, but made it to the nationals top, you know, finished top eight there. And women's tennis, who who made the elite eight, finished number seven in the country. Those are our team of the year nominees. Um, got a male athlete of the year category: John Pox, Scotty Barnes, Matthew Nelson, Asante Samuel. A couple of first round picks in there. Uh, guy that's on the pro tour, and then Asante Samuel drafted as well. Best uh, best football player for sure. Um, female athlete, athlete of the year, Beatrice Wallen, Catherine Sandercock, Nandini Das, and Jalen Howell. Coach of the year, Mark Krikorian, Lonnie Almeida, Trey Jones, and Jennifer Hyde. Uh, game of the year, football, upsetting UNC. I know that one's going to get a ton of votes. Yeah. Women's hoops, <laughs> upsetting Louisville, uh, who was number three in the country at that moment. Um, absolutely fantastic game. Again, we've talked about that with everybody that's been on. But uh, seeing them, um, seeing them win with Michael Alford on the first time we we had yeah. him on was super fun. Uh, men's hoops against UF, I was up there at that one. That was a ton of fun. Seven straight, seven in a row for Coach Ham over his son, um, <laughs> or sons, I guess. Mike's not been there the whole time. I don't think has he? Um, has Mike White been there seven years? Yeah. He, so that's when the streak started. Was was Mike White's first year? Wow. Uh, and then beach volleyball over number one LSU on the road. That was in in Baton Rouge. They they pulled off that upset over number one. Uh, we got play of the year, which is Kano's pick six, Muffley's hurdle slash tag, which went viral like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Kano's pick six was the one against UNC that put us up um, to start the. I think Kano wins, but Muffley's man, that that might be the play. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably voting for Muffley there. So. Um, Pac clinching the his clinching putt at the Calusa Cup. Um, Barnes's butter buzzer beater uh, uh, to BIU. Um, we have a couple. We have a category for podcast guest of the year. Uh, we try to keep these all FSU related. I know we've had guests that weren't FSU related that were a lot of fun, but this is the FSU kind of related stuff. So uh, Mark Ziegler, Jeff Cameron, Michael Alford, Jennifer Hyde, and Lonnie Almeida. We know we had a lot more FSU coaches on that we could have included there. We included Coach Hyde and Coach Alameda just because they were both basically willing to keep coming back every single week that <laughs> their team did something incredible. And so they were on over and over and over again. And uh, in the most pressure-filled, the most intense moments, uh, we appreciate Coach Hyde and Coach Almeida for coming on. So Ziegler, Jeff Cameron. Um, and Jeff Cameron was fantastic. He, I, I really yeah. have no idea where to vote because all five of them are – Fantastic. I may just not even tell yeah. you guys who I voted for, <laughs> but uh, Alford Hyde and Almeida for that one. Um, fan favorite play of the year, Jordan Tra Harlan submitted this one. This was this was one of my favorite plays. Phenomenal. Of the year. Yeah. yeah, like this. I asked him about this. Okay, so Jordan Travis's dribble play uh, touchdown um, against Louisville. Obviously, you know, when that happened, it was like, oh, we're beating Louisville, and then things didn't really go our way. <laughs> but uh, I asked him about that at, at uh, the ACC kickoff. I just said, like, hey, man, what – what were you thinking? Like, was that just so <laughs> instinctive or did you just say, let me try this? He's like, no, I definitely wasn't trying that. Cause I could never do that again. If, you know, if I tried, 
And then I said, you know, did Coach Ham reach out to you about possibly <laughs> playing? And he laughed and said, no, no calls yet. But uh, Jordan Travis's dribble uh, play, touchdown against Louisville, where he bounced the ball up and ended up taking it to the end zone. Uh, Barnes's poster, uh, that massive dunk on UF. Again, I was sitting right there in front of that basket. There were two of them. So you take your pick if you want the one over Castleton or over Scotty Lewis. Because I'll always take the Castleton just because he's like seven foot. Like that's just my. I I um, like the Scotty Lewis one just because he he gives us the on his head dancing while the ball is going down the other end of the court at that time. Um, Oh, man, what a great game. No, that was ridiculous. Um, Barnes's dunk. We've also got. I just lost my list. Oh, it's over here. Liz Mason um, home run against LSU. Yep. Huge one. Love yep. that one. And then we um, had her on right after. She was um, great. Yeah, fantastic. And then Cabell and Nelson's home runs power us past Southern Miss um, in the regional. So last one of the year for FSU baseball. Um, we've got performance of the year. Mudge's five for five in game one of the College World Series. Uh, men's do- golf absolutely dominating and lapping the field in the Tallahassee Regional track and field, winning both the ACC men's and women's championships. Um, this was a fun one. Baseball outscoring <laughs> our rivals 44 to 4 in one week. That was wins over Florida and three wins on the road at Miami. Um, and then this is my favorite. This is my favorite of <laughs> oh, all, all, 10, all 10 of them. This is the event that, and I need I need some help from the folks at FSU, Coach Hyde, Stephen over at women's basketball, um, Steve with golf as well, and then Coach Almeida on this one with uh, or Brad over there with with softball. Um, this is the event that Richie is most likely to lose in. Like we know he'd lose <laughs> in all five, but like which one does he have the absolute least chance of winning? <laughs> Uh, a best of five free throw contest versus Bianca Jackson from FSU women's basketball closest to the hole versus John Pock. Could he return a serve from Vic Allen or get on base in an at bat versus Catherine Sandercock? Um, so there's our 10 categories. Richie, let's start with that first one. We're not going to go through all of them. Thank you guys, yeah. everybody for, <laughs> for listening through all of them. We'll, we'll recap the winners on Tuesday for our one year anniversary show. Richie, which of those are you the least confident that you could win? Like, which one are you sure that you would lose it? Like, you have no shot to do it. I, I think uh, <laughs> an at-bat versus Sandercock is the least <laughs> likely for me to have any success at all. I'll probably strike out looking, standing as far back in the batter's box as possible because I'm afraid of getting hit with the ball. Um, but like you said, it, it's unlikely I could even really come close in any of these. Um, but man, uh, returning a serve for, from Thick Allen, like we saw her serve, like it, it, it's there's no way, right? Um, the, the free throws maybe in closest to the hole. I, I just have to hope, you know, I'm, maybe I coughed during Pac's backswing and he, you know, shanks one. But yeah, realistically, I'm not winning any of these. But I think the uh, at bat versus Sandercock would be the toughest by far. The, I think the free throws are probably where you'd have the best chance, and that's nothing against Bianco, who shot 83.5% the free throw line this year. It's just if you hit all five, right? Like yeah. you, you, That's more you against you as opposed to you against her. Like it's not like – And especially if to, I have time to practice, right? If I'm right. practicing – If I can now, shoot you know, 100 free all throws of a these, day. No, all of these would be cold. Like cold, no warm-up, no practice free throw shot, no, you know, no practice swing. 
you just get out there and, and go. I can't hit the range before uh, taking on Pac. No, and, and for the record, the I do want to say uh, on this program, John Pac agreed, I get two shots off the tee. He gets one. So that, that may help me a little bit, but still probably not. Yeah, I, I've still got him. But um, well, yeah, if anybody's so betting on me for any of these, you, you just love like, throwing <laughs> away money at that point. Vegas would love you if you are. Um, yeah, the free throws are think where I think you have a chance. So like best 10 of 10 free throws, I, I would take, you know, I'd say there's no way like yeah, you're going to hit sure. a Cole. But like maybe you hit five of five yeah. and she misses one, right? Like that's that's your one shot. That's she probably only hope. She, could you imagine she nail all five? She would, and yeah. Then, and then you'd go up and miss your first one and yeah. like just walk off. Like, all right, why even, why even do the last like, Why am I here right now? Um I don't know how we sacrifice Richie for this uh, for these competitions, but I'm glad that it's not me. I'm glad it's Richie every time. Um, but yeah, no, we'll we'll see how many of those we can get done Labor Day weekend. Um, you're lucky the football team is playing that weekend, so they went off to do an Oklahoma drill. Um, what could you do in football? Like, is there anything in football you think you could do? Like, do you think you are you fast? Like, could you like no, beat our no. slowest offensive lineman in a race? No. No, I, I was a wide receiver in high school and ran like a four eight forty. So yeah, you could probably. That. I mean, like, what are you running five two now? Like, you probably yeah. be like some of the offensive line. I'd be right? lucky to be under six right now. I, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know the last time I sprinted for anything. Let's find the um, most speed challenged. Gosh, that's a politically correct way to say it. Most speed challenged athlete at Florida State, and see if you can beat them in a in a foot race. Oh man, <laughs> unlikely because <laughs> they're still a college athlete, and I'm a 33 yeah. year old guy that doesn't really <laughs> exercise as much as I should. So, we're excited for that. Uh, for that, uh, you know, list the, the Duffins, right? The DFNS's, um, our awards that we'll release on Tuesday. We'll have, uh, I've got looks like I've got Brian 10 graphics to make right here, but uh, we'll put out a fan <laughs> vote tomorrow morning attached to this pod so that you guys can go in and vote for uh, all the different uh, athletes and sports and everything else. So enjoy that. Uh, hopefully we don't get you guys too upset over it. Um, I got a shout out here, Richie. Do you have any shot? I think that's all we have. Do you have anything else before we go? Do you have any shout outs or anything like that? I've got a big one here that I want to make, but then other than that, I think I'm good on today's show. Yeah, no, I, nothing for me. I, I know where you're going and I, I definitely want to give that, you know, the full spotlight. Yeah. So, um, Several of you guys interacted with and know who J-Mac is. Um, he was uh, part of FSU Twitter, um, massive fan of, of FSU, football, baseball, all really the athletics. He did a, pod a podcast called the Unconquered Era Podcast. Some of the guys that even work with us um, have, have worked with him, roomed with him, hung out with him a ton, like really good boys with him. I knew him, you know, hadn't, hadn't seen him in a few years, obviously with COVID going on everything else like that. But we had hung out several times and, and gone to uh, – gone out to eat and done different things. And so um, he passed away um, late, late last week and, uh, or maybe, maybe just the week before my, my, my uh, days are all kind of getting messed up, but uh, I think it was, think it was late last week. And um, obviously just a, a horrible, he was young, mid, you know, mid thirties, if I saw correctly, um, really brutal to see that uh, a couple people online. were talking about trying to get him a brick at uh, at dope Campbell um, the deadline for bricks this year has already passed uh, to get it in, but uh, the folks over at the boosters were gracious enough to work with uh, Madison Social, who really stepped up and uh, did a great job raising money for not only that brick, 
but they well surpassed that and, and raised several thousand dollars more than what was needed and uh, have been able to get that money or are getting that money to his family to help out. And so, you know, we've seen this time and time again. Obviously, you hate when situations like this happen and things like this come up, but we have seen time and time again, um, whether it be somebody passing or somebody needing something, FSU fans kind of stepping up to the plate and, uh, and contributing, donating, getting funds where they need to go to help out people in need. And so they certainly did that in this situation. Massive shout out to FSU Twitter, if, if that is still a thing. Massive shout out to uh, Madison Social for their help uh, with this. Uh, massive shout out to everybody who contributed, donated, whether it was the smallest donation possible or, or you gave tons and tons of money because you have it. I mean, every little bit helps. And so... Um, Glad that they're going to get that brick in before the game. Going to go, obviously, over and see that when we get to, to Doak on Friday. But, um, man, just a, a terrible situation, an incredibly sad situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, pretty neat to uh, to see how people responded and stepped up to the plate. Um, I'm kind of rambling now because it's lost for words because it's, it's even hard to kind of talk about it. But, uh, Richie, I'll shut up and let you give some thoughts. Yeah, so I, I did not know him. Um, I, I was familiar with him on Twitter and interacted a, a bit here and there. I think what was the coolest thing for me was uh, as Florida State, our timeline is, is so wild sometimes. It's just so divided and uh, people getting into stepping outside of sports, talking about a bunch of random things. Uh, but it reminded me of when the Bobby News came out. My entire timeline was just stories of J-Mac and the interactions and influences he had. Uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, someone posted that they uh, you know, were offering free tickets to a game and he had reached out and said, hey, I've been mentoring this you know, young man and I'd love to take him to his first game in Doak. And uh, they, she shared the picture of, of J-Mac and uh, you know, the uh, kid he was mentoring in Doak. Um, just so many good stories from people. A bunch of people I know uh, um, personally and through Twitter just supporting him and telling great stories about him. He was just a great human being. And I feel comfortable saying that without ever meeting him because of how many people that I know or I've interacted with that had such great stories to say about him, about how he was just a kind person who just loved Florida State. And uh, shout out to Matt and the team at Madison Social uh, and for the table for, for helping out with this. Um, our condolences with his family, his loved ones. You know, like you said, we've had people on our team on Double Fries who knew him very well and it's just a terrible thing to see so young as well it, it makes you stop and think but um again just seeing the support and love for him from the florida state twitter community it it only makes me wonder more like uh, what impact did he have on his real life community and everything he did because i have no doubt that it was positive and it sucks um and, uh, you know, it's it's just a, a reminder that life is precious and, you know, hug your loved ones, tell them you love them because you never know when uh, any of our days will come. Yeah, no, it's 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 surreal. You know, when when you see um, when you see people that are around your age, right? like I'm 31, yeah. you know, I know you're a couple years older than me, but uh, when you see people around your age, you know, start to go. Um it's surreal, right? Like, cause when you're a kid, right? Like only old people die, right? Like even yeah. if they were middle-aged 30, 40, like that's old, right? Like when you're three or four, right? But it's, it's, uh, it's surreal to see people that you've hung out with and interacted with and grabbed beers with and eaten wings and watched FSU and everything else. You know, like I've been to baseball games with him. I've been to basketball games with him. I've been to football games, tailgated with him. And we never went to a football game together, but we tailgated several times. And so, 
yeah, just brutal. Um, obviously condolences to his family and, um, and friends. Cause that's, um, not great, not great news at all, but uh, a good situation kind of came out of it. Um, on a little bit lighter note, which, you know, basically anything, right. Um, we have been retweeting and sharing some stuff from art Nikki. If you're watching my art X Nikki art by Nikki, if you're watching the screen, if you're listening to this, you won't be able to see it, but she put together this draw, this watercolor drawing. Hey, shout out to Brian who redesigned our logo. Um, yeah. just kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Looks a little neater. looks a little nicer. Um, Harlan's been bugging me for weeks for a new hat. I've been kind of avoiding it because I'm just going to give him that as a wedding present in a couple months. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, art by Nikki. She designed it, or she didn't design this, but she drew this for us. I've got a, I've got a print here that I'm going to give away on our Instagram. So go check out our Instagram, Double Fries Pod. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all the places, all the social media spots that you can. Double Fries Pod. We'll do that giveaway on Instagram maybe this week. I'm not quite sure. I don't know if you guys would even care to have that or not, but it's cool, and she did it, so it does look pretty neat. Um, the only thing I took from that is uh, I'm still waiting on my invite to the wedding, Harlan. So uh, if, if you want to have a job here, like, uh, come on now. Dude, what's up with that? Like, <laughs> I didn't get one either. Like, I said this guy has these free hats and all this merch, and I was thinking of this, bro. I'm going to buy him all kind of bourbon in Tallahassee and <laughs> nothing. So um, – I saw a lot of people say this and uh, or, or talk about this, and I hate to be like so sappy and so emotional, but I'll play. You should be here, uh, you know, for J Mac, yeah. and, and we'll get out of here. I don't even know if he was. The, I don't think he was that big of a country music fan, but uh, I'll play it anyway, and uh, I'll have to listen to it from up on high. So we will see you guys on Tuesday, I believe, unless something crazy happens for a pop up one year anniversary episode. Thanks for bearing with us and getting through the uh, rough ending of this episode. Um, but Harlan, play us out and we'll get out of here. It's perfect outside, it's like God let me dial up the weather. Got the whole crew here, I ain't seen some of them in forever. It's one of those never forget it, better stop and take it in kind of scenes. Everything's just right, yeah, except for one thing. You should be here, standing with your arm around me here, cutting up, cracking a cold beer, saying cheers. Hey y'all, it's sure been a good year, it's one of those moments It's got your name written all over it And you know that if I had just one wish It'd be that you didn't have to miss this You should be here You'd be taking way too many pictures on your Hey y'all, it's your benefit
should be here.